Hello, everybody. It's Cassie with the Happy Thinker. Today's episode is number 55. friends. So I'm hoping everyone is feeling happy, healthy, and well. I have a very multifaceted topic today. I'm not necessarily talking about one thing, but I'm going to talk about our overall state of being, which is what I mostly focus on overall as a practitioner in mind and thought work and in life coaching. But what I really want to talk about today is kind of the overall how our brain starts working from the moment that we wake up and how this can be a very negative way it affects our state of being overall. So when we first wake up and get out of bed, our brains instantly start problem solving. Our brains are like a supercomputer looking for any little error, any little Um, thing it can fix. That's why we have a hard time seeing positive things is because our brain is wired to solve problems and problems are usually negative things that either don't make sense, don't line up with what we're already thinking or are something that's standing in our way, an obstacle. So our brain is looking for problems and more than likely if you're a human on this planet you will have a lot of problems um, in your life, in, in your relationships, in your um, in your diet plan and in whatever you're doing with your life. You can probably right now off the top of your head name three or four problems that, and they may be little or they may be big, but you can still name them right now. So when you wake up, one of the first things after you stretch and kind of get up out of bed is your brain is thinking about the past because your problems that are already occurring that are probably already on your brain are from the day before they're thinking about the past and when you start thinking about the past the past is connected in your brain to memories and those memories hold some sort of emotion connected to them they're neural pathways in the brain that have wired enough to connect to memory when this happens It is kind of a negative effect on our body because if you have a lot of problems or if you have very large problems or problems that are very weighty on you as a person and you wake up and your brain starts to try and solve those problems, even if there's not necessarily a solution, um, but it tries (laughs) regardless, your brain tries to save the world all the time, (laughs) mine does. Uh, anyway, so your brain tries to solve these problems and it's living in the past and that past is connected to memories. And if you're automatically thinking about your problems, they're probably not positive memory and emotion that's connected. And because of this, your overall state of being many times probably doesn't feel super positive. If you have a lifestyle in which you love and your problems are viewed as things that you are challenged with and that excites you and your problems are viewed as things that are opportunities for growth and that excites you that lifestyle will benefit you in a way that when you wake up and your brain starts problem solving you'll be ready to meet your day but the average human wakes up and thinks about their problems and those emotions that are connected to it is stress is 
negative emotion is sadness, is emptiness, is fear. It's those kinds of emotions that are attached to our problems. So what I want to pose to you today is we need a new way of looking at our problems and we also need a new way of looking at our overall life so that our overall state of being feels better, lighter, and more fulfilled on the regular daily basis. So, something to consider when we're talking about changing the way that we view our our selves in our our lifestyle and the way we view our problems is 95% of all of our behaviors by the time we're age 35 are the product of programming within ourselves. What this means is like we have programmed by all of the little behaviors and habits that we've occurred over all of that time, we have programmed ourselves to think a certain way, live a certain way, and be a certain way. I don't want this to be a negative thing for you because if you are over the age of 35 and listening to this, that does not mean that you are without hope. So how do we change the way that we look at our problems and we look at our lives? It starts with the emotional connection we have. If you've heard me talk on my podcast before, you've heard me say that it doesn't start with the emotion, it starts with the thought. So this might sound contradictory to you, but I want you to hang in there with me. I am finding the more that I study and the more that I understand the way the brain works is it does start with a thought, but if the emotions behind the thought that are connected to that thought are strong enough, what happens is the emotion happens first because the thought has already happened once or twice before. That's what causes behavioral patterns that cause behavioral habits. And when it happens that way, where the emotion starts, then the thought happens, and then the emotion starts again because of the thought. It is this loop, this cycle that we're stuck in, and then we look at our lives and we, we, you know, we scope backwards a little and look at our lives, and overall, our state of being is not happy. And we wonder, why? Why do we feel this way? Why can't we break habits? Why can't we change? Why are we constantly stuck in this loop? Well, when you wake up in the morning, and your brain starts thinking about the problems and those problems are connected to your emotions and those emotions are strong enough emotions to keep you in the same behavioral thought pattern and the same emotional thought pattern then you get stuck and when you get stuck it is hard to get unstuck because your brain has programmed it into you to keep on that track Because every time you feel an emotion, there's a chemical reaction that happens in your body. And your body gets used to those specific chemical reactions. It's like a, it's kind of like when you eat chocolate. And the chemical reaction of chocolate is a pleasurable sensation. So therefore, your body craves chocolate because it likes that pleasurable sensation. If you were to eat chocolate every single day, which I will let you know is my huge problem I am currently facing. I am addicted to chocolate and I love it and I know it's not good for me and I'm working on it 
just like I'm working on so many other things as a human. But I'm proud to say I'm doing it well. Anyway, so if you ate chocolate every single day, your body would then identify that chemical reaction as part of your routine, as part of your the way that you are. And a routine done long enough and has an emotional connection to it, like for instance, eating chocolate has a pleasurable sensation, that emotion is something that your body is used to now because it has become a pattern and a behavior. That emotion, if you hold on to that, that feeling of that emotion for long enough, it becomes a mood. You know when you're feeling a certain way about a mood. So if chocolate makes you happy and you carry on that feeling throughout the rest of your day because of that one piece of chocolate and the reaction your body had, you are feeling happy. You're in a good mood. You're in a happy mood. Well, let's say you take that mood and you and you carry it on for the next couple weeks. Well, that's a that's a temperament. You're generally generally pretty happy because you've carried on that feeling, that chemical reaction that you had from eating that one piece of chocolate. Was that chocolate that that big of a deal? No, but you held on to the emotion that it produced. And so by holding on to that emotion, you've created a temperament, an overall state of being, but not your your state of being, just something that you're carrying on, a temperament. You do that for a year. You do that for six months. It becomes part of your personality, part of who you are as a person. People will say that person's a happy person because you continued to hold on to the emotion in which you experience. The same thing is true about trauma and negative emotions. When you experience a negative emotion that stemmed from a certain thought, and that negative emotion is translated into an emotion in the time period that you're feeling it, the body doesn't know the difference between it actually happening and only happening in your mind. So if you bring that back up, that thought back up, and you experience that emotion, and then that emotion is strong enough to create a pattern, a behavior, a habit of feeling it every time something triggers it in some way, that thought pops back up, so you experience the negative, unhappy emotion, that negative, unhappy, traumatic emotion will then become something your body is used to. And by it being used to it, it becomes a habit. And that habit will be hard to break because you held on to it long enough that it became part of your temperament. You are just part of, part of the way you respond. And then that temperament, if held on to for six months, a year, couple years becomes part of your personality, part of who you are. So if you've let trauma and the experienced emotion of trauma, you've replayed it in your brain enough times that you've experienced that emotion connected to it, your body doesn't know the difference between it actually happening and only happening in your mind. So in your mind, it thinks that trauma's happened as many times as you have replayed it. And because your brain is a constant problem solver and doesn't like negative emotion, it says, pay attention. We are experiencing neg negative emotion, so let's look out for anything in our way that could cause this same effect on us. So when that happens, when it's related to trauma, your brain is wired now to know that this negative emotion, to look out for any possible cause 
of this happening to you again because you don't want it to happen to you again and you experience that trauma again. But what you're doing by holding on to the feeling, the emotion that the negative trauma is giving you is us consequentially you are doing it to yourself again and again and again because your body doesn't know the difference between it actually happening and only happening in your mind and you're experiencing the same chemical reaction maybe in smaller doses but the same chemical reaction of emotion in your body as if the trauma were happening again So that's why it's incredibly important to work through the emotions and not hold them from yourself. That's why it's incredibly important that when we wake up in the morning, we learn that our past behaviors were ones that we held on to positive things so that when our brain is problem solving, we're thinking about it in a way that is more positive so that we can carry those into our habits and we can carry those into our temperament and we can carry those into our personality trait and we can carry that over into the fact that that's our overall lifestyle that's who we are if that sounds good to you then listen to the next couple bits of this podcast because I'm going to talk about some ways to really start doing that and this is a process in which you got to be patient and understand that it took a long time for your brain to develop this. So it's going to take a little bit of time and effort to undevelop it. Your brain is really good at solving problems and holding on to behaviors that it's come accustomed to. It, it's literally rewired the neuropathways in your brain to do the what it does now the most efficiently. And those behaviors and patterns have become so common to you that your body knows how to do them better than your mind because your mind kind of shifted it over to the subconscious. And I recently talked about the subconscious mind. And so it's important to understand that the subconscious mind are just things that we originally had in our conscious mind and over thinking about them and, and dealing with them enough in our conscious mind, we have now shifted them to the subconscious because the brain needs to move on to other problems. And this is what happens in trauma too. A trauma occurs and the conscious mind tries to understand all the emotion, fear, anxiety, um, just all of the, the feelings that come along with it. It tries to understand all of the thoughts and break down all of the feelings associated with those thoughts and about ourselves and about what happened to us and how to deal with it. And sometimes when the brain's just not sure how to go about things, there's lots of confusion and craziness. What happens is we just experience, we just replay it over to try and try and solve it for ourselves. We're literally trying to solve something that's not actually a problem. It's just something we experienced. It may be problematic and it may have felt, it may not have been right, but it wasn't a problem. It was something that we experienced, something negative we experienced in a trauma. And so when your brain tries to problem solve over it and figure out a way around the way we're feeling, like we don't want to feel this way, let's solve this problem. Your conscious mind held on to that long enough and didn't know how to fix it. So you're just going over it and over and over and over and over that your brain said, okay, so we've been over this a million times. Obviously we've figured it out because we're going to need to transfer it over to this subconscious so we can solve other problems because your life continues to move on after a trauma. You know, the trauma happens and you feel like you haven't moved on, but life does. 
So your brain has other problems to think about. So it shifts it to the subconscious. And once we've, once it's put there, it's become a behavior. It's become, it's become pattern for you. It's become habit for you. And that's why it's really important to deal with this and to really pay attention to what we're allowing our minds to think about over and over and over and over again. Because if you're allowing your mind to think about positive things over and over and over again, and really living in the moment of positive memory, those emotions that are super strong, and we're holding on to those and replaying those over and over again, we will then subconsciously shift those into who we are, and we will hold on to those. So... My pose to you today is when we're waking up in the morning, we're already thinking about yesterday. So let's just say, we'll talk about future self for a moment. Future self is tomorrow self, okay? So let's talk about your future self. If your future self wakes up tomorrow, or, you know, tomorrow, and thinks about today, now hang in there with me, and thinks about today, What will you choose to fill your day with? And we can't always predict the problems and things that occur, the obstacles that come up for us. We can't always fix the problems that are right in front of us. But the good things that happen in your day, the good things that you can hold on to as emotional memory, it's important to think about your future self in this way, that if you want future self to be a positive from the start of your morning and start when it starts thinking about your problems from yesterday if it automatically your brain will jump and shift in a way that says oh my goodness yesterday was great let's make today great too and the more that you focus on that the more that you do that you'll become a person that thinks about positive already because it'll be a pattern it'll be a behavior it'll be a habit This is the way the brain works. So if it does that with negative, we can do that with positive. Now, like I said before, the brain is a problem solver. So it is automatically wired to think about problems. And usually problems are negative. So we have to change the way that we look at problems. So when you come across a problem, we need to make sure that we're looking at it in a light of a challenge to be overcome. So you need to empower yourself. Learn to have confidence in yourself. Learn to show up for yourself so that you already have that confidence that you're going to be able to rely on yourself. Learn to manage your emotions so that you're not thinking about your emotions long enough to create it into a bad behavior. And another thing that I want to post is what I really want to talk about is when you have a positive emotion, anything that happens, the moment that you start feeling that positive emotion, trace it to a thought, just like you do with your negative emotions, trace it to the thought that it connected to and start thinking that thought over and over and over again and living in that emotion, really relish it, really spend time in that emotion, really experience that emotion. If it's happiness, Stay in that happiness. Just find reasons to keep thinking about it. Um, That's what happens with when when you're a young kid and you have a crush. So when you have your first crush or maybe your second crush and you're a young kid, 
you start thinking about that person, you start thinking about every little thing you like about them. Every little thing that makes you giddy and giggly and and butterflies in your stomach. You're like, I like the way their hair looks. Their eyes are so pretty. Oh, their laugh is cute. Oh, I like the way that they walk. Or I like the way that they talk. Or they like the same things as me. And you start thinking about that person over and over and over and over and over and over in every little way you can think about it, but in a positive way. So your brain starts being obsessed with that person. And that's how a crush works. The same thing can be true about our positive feelings in life. So when you have a good, happy experience and a memory, don't skip to the next thing. Don't miss it. Because once you miss it, you've missed that opportunity to really hang on to that emotion and think about it enough times that it creates um, a behavior that we'll start to try and take that into ourselves to make it a habit to experience that emotion again. Because your body likes that emotion. So it wants to experience again, but you have to make sure you allow yourself enough time to like spend in it. That you don't skip to the next thing, that you don't rush to the next thing, that you don't, you don't like go to your negative behavior straight after. So often I see families sitting together and they laugh about something and then instantly they drop down to their phones and they're looking at their phones and their social media. Or so often I see couples holding hands and the experience of holding hands used to be very pleasurable. But now because they're thinking about other things, they've totally lost the feeling of that because they didn't focus on it enough, the feeling of that enough for it to continue in their brains. So when you experience something happy, think about it in every way possible in the positive over and over and over and over again, kind of like your crush, like when you were a kid, think about it like that. Literally love on that emotion to the point to where you carry it over into a mood and that mood carries over you know, two months from now, if you're still holding on to that one little experience, it may be even a little experience, but your brain will look for more reasons to experience it again. And by doing so, you will create a happier life because you will be experiencing those happy moments more often. And you will be creating happy habits, so you'll be more likely to experience it again anyways. And by doing so, it will become a part of your temperament because if you're holding on to it, that's what you'll be experiencing for a couple months. And by holding on to that for a couple months, you'll then transfer it over into a personality over time. So don't let trauma, fear, hurt, division, uncertainty, confusion, all these things to numb the happy things, don't let that rob you of the positive, happy emotions, calm emotions, emotions of excitement, emotions of of challenge, emotions of confidence, of courage, of giving it your all and being happy to do so, of serving. These kinds of emotions are the ones you want to stay in. So it's not just happy. There's so many. Go get yourself a feeling wheel and look at all the positive emotions on the feeling wheel. And every time you feel one of those, stay in it and keep thinking about it in all the ways you can. Trace yourself back to that thought and think that thought over and over again. Just like you do when you think that, like we've talked about before, 
The thought feeds into the motion that feeds into the action. The same thing is true about positive thought. You know, they say, think happier thoughts. It's not quite that simple, but that is the concept. You just have to learn how your brain works and then use it to benefit your life. God gave you a brain that works amazing. The universe gave you a brain that works amazing. The world needs humans who use that supercomputer to do amazing things, to feel amazing ways, and to live amazing lives. So if you want an overall lifestyle, an overall being that is happy, that is calm, that is good, then focus on the good, happy, and calm things in your day and carry that emotion over. Okay, guys, I hope this has been an awesome episode. I know there's a lot of information in it, and it is a huge concept. But I'm going to talk about it more in future podcasts, but I really just wanted you to kind of understand where my brain's been lately and, and what I've been learning the more that I research and understand how we work. So thank you so much for listening to The Happy Thinker today. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many other platforms. You can also go to my website at happythinkerlifecoach.com. They are all lowercase letters and no spaces. I'll talk to you real soon, guys. Bye.